Hello, and welcome to the Women Governance Gurus podcast, where we listen to the journeys of women working in the field of corporate governance, their passions, struggles, and commitment to improving how companies and boards function. My name is Liz Dunchy, and my co-host is Courtney Camlet. Hi, everyone. Courtney and I are both passionate about governance and want to spotlight some of the amazing women who share that passion. Hear what has surprised them over their career and various perspectives from different paths and industries. For this episode, we are talking with Christina Fink, VP, General Counsel, Deputy Corporate Secretary at American Express. Welcome, Christina. Hi, Liz. Thanks for having me. And hi, Courtney. Um, I'm really excited to be here. I'm an avid listener, (laughs) and I'm very excited to participate. Thank you. Well, we're excited to have you. Thank you. So, Christina, could you tell us about your path to becoming VP, Group Counsel, Deputy Corporate Secretary at American Express? Yes. So my career journey has not been, I think, what most lawyers would call the typical path. I actually went to work in-house straight from law school at Bear Stearns as a securities lawyer in 2001. So that date, it'll be important to see in a moment. Um, And it was there that I got into corporate governance. So as a young lawyer in a legal department full of mostly long-tenured legal professionals, I was searching for what would become like my thing. And when Sarbanes-Oxley was passed in 2002, I raised my hand and spoke to my leader, and that became my thing. So I worked with our outside law firm and helped Bear Stearns navigate and implement Sarbanes-Oxley and all of of its requirements. So it was a really exciting time. And after five years at Bear Stearns, I was discussing my career with my skip-level leader, and it, it's interesting, I think, throughout your throughout my career, at least, I think people can kind of tell where you're where you're going next, even if you can't tell. And he thought that I should he actually told me he thought I should leave and go work at a big law firm to get the training and additional experience that would be hard for me to get at Bear and then come back, he said, after three years and he could bring me in at a higher band level. So that was spring of 2007. So I started working at the New York office of Clifford Chance, which is a global law firm based in the UK in July of 2007 in the Capital Markets Group. And then in March of 2008, Bear Stearns was gone. Wow. So, yeah. So my plan of going back to Bear was totally shot. And I was, you know, I had already like dove into working at Clifford Chance. I was doing half governance work and half deal work. And I was there for six years. So twice you know, twice, twice as long as what I had originally planned, you know, all throughout the financial crisis and beyond. And I loved it, but I got tired of deal work and I really missed being in house and working at a company. And also, you know, throughout these years, I honed my governance practice. So I had been doing governance at a company. Then I was acting as outside counsel for many different types of companies. And I was doing, I drafted and reviewed all manner of public company disclosures. I was also part of board meetings, annual meetings, and many different types of corporate events. So I made the decision to focus on corporate governance and look to go back in-house. And I found a great job as assistant secretary at the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, which is a private mutual insurance company. And I learned so much there, and I loved working there. And it's really a great company with great values, and I would probably still be there if it were not for seeing a job listing at American Express. I really missed the public company world. And when I saw a listing at Amex, um, I sent my resume in right away. I was like, that's my dream job. 
and happily they called. And after many rounds of interviews, I was hired. Wow, that's amazing. Such a vision. <laughs> that's quite the path. <laughs> I know it's like, it, it's not the typical road, but it was really fun. And I learned new, and I learned different things at at each job, honestly. Yeah, I'm sure that's that's a pretty varied experience, and I can I can see how you're missing the public company world if socks had been your area of expertise that you got your feet wet in. Exactly. Well, other than the disappearance of Bear Stearns, has there been anything <laughs> else that surprised you as you've progressed in your career? Yes. So, you know, I've been surprised at how everything you do leads to the next opportunity. So mm-hmm. I, I had received this advice before, you know, listen to yourself, be proactive, do what's interesting to you, and everything will fall into place. And it honestly didn't really resonate with me, to be honest. It didn't feel very actionable until I actually took the time to look back and reflect on my career and saw that it was really spot on advice. I, I did listen to myself. I raised my hand. And with the help of some great leaders along the way who pulled me aside, gave me great advice, a nudge here or there, you know, it worked. And, and that's really how, how I'm still conducting my career. I'm doing what's interesting to me. Love it. That is good advice. No, that's great. And that, yeah, and that really keeps you motivated. Right. I like to keep learning. I, I like to be interested. You know, I feel like we, we spend so much time working that we might as well be doing something that we find interesting. And I feel lucky to be doing something that I find interesting. And, you know, I, I like writing proxy statements. I like, um, I think it's fun to see how it changes year over year and um, see how everything is changing with the board. I mean, if I look back on 2001 to now, I mean, there's been such, such a shift, honestly, in corporate governance. Yeah, and probably more to come in that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, all, it's constantly shifting, in my opinion. And from your experience, what governance shifts or changes in focus areas have you seen at the board level over just the last few years? I mean, first off, like to see SOX compliance move beyond just being a regulatory obligation to really being part of the company's governance framework. I mean, the approach to, I think, risk management, executive compensation, when those rules came out, shareholder engagement, it's all, it's all changed. I mean, over the past few years, I would highlight, you know, a real increased focus on ESG, culture, um, corporate culture, not just of the board, but, you know, the actual company, cybersecurity, diversity in the boardroom, and I think most recently business continuity management and crisis management in the wake of COVID-19. I mean, corporate governance has really evolved greatly since I started um, practicing in, in the beginning of, you know, right before SOX was passed. I mean, I didn't even study corporate governance in law school. I was a securities lawyer. I just fell into it. You know, yeah, and I, I think, think that's a thread we've, we've experienced from many people. Sorry, Courtney, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, and I was going to say, you know, governance wasn't really taught in law schools when I was going through either, but I think, no, oh, it's, it's definitely multiple courses because of, of the weight of governance in and out of the boardroom. I know. I mean, I went to law school and I thought I'd be a litigator. So I, I how I, you know, <laughs> I worked at the DA's office. I worked for a litigation in a law firm one summer. 
And, and I, you know, I realized by doing both of those things that it wasn't for me. And imagine my surprise when I took securities regulation and I loved it. I was so shocked. I, I, yeah. I never thought if you told me what I'd be doing now when I was in law school as a first year that I would be doing what I'm doing. Never. Yeah. It really reels you in, that securities regulation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so speaking of learning, I know you've also taken courses to promote leadership. And what additional perspectives have you gained from those experiences? So I think one of the things I enjoy most is being a people leader and leading a team. I, I think it's important to step outside of your day-to-day work life and focus on leadership skills, ideally in a course setting, if you can find the time. You know, learning techniques to coach and motivate your team and how to bring them along to the next step in their careers, how to give feedback in the right way, I think are very important. I mean, those are the skills that served me well this year, honestly, leading a team through a pandemic, working from home. I mean, I, I think that you have to be really empathetic and become attuned to what your team needs. And it's hard sometimes to focus on that when we're all so busy every day. But I I think it does pay wonderful dividends if you carve out that time and have one-on-ones with every member of your team, no matter, you know, how junior they are or how senior they are. And make sure, you know, they understand that you care and you care about their career and you care about their progression. I I just think that pays dividends that, you know, it may even be hard to see immediately, but you'll see it pay off in the future. Absolutely. I like that advice. I'm just writing that down. Are there any specific, are there any specific courses that stood out as ones that you would recommend? So I took I took two courses recently that were through Amex. So one was one was a Harvard leadership course and one was with Duke Corporate Learning. And the Harvard leadership course was very good. It it was done um virtually though. The Duke course was actually I like left my office for a day and I went to go play soccer and I was like seriously like I'm putting on shin guards right now and like <laughs> A bunch of people from all over, you know, the enterprise. And it was, of course, it was the day that I was supposed to be posting board materials. And I went to my leader and I was like, just so you know, I'm going to be out of pocket playing soccer in Jersey City in this leadership program. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And she was like, you have to do that. That sounds awesome. You know, the the only she's like, "We'll, we'll get the board posting out without you. It'll be fine. And, you know, from that course, because I was outside of, of my normal day-to-day, it, I learned so much. I learned, um, and I made so many connections. So American Express is a very big company. There are about, mm-hmm. I think, 64,000 employees globally. And this was a, a group that was pulled from not just the legal department, which I'm a part of, but all throughout the enterprise. And it was it was really time well spent. I was so skeptical going in um, because of the sports component. But and I love sports, but I was like, really? And it, it was it, it was so much fun and we really unpacked a lot. So from like literally playing a soccer game to analyzing like what roles people took and why are those the roles you take in in your team how can you make your team better 
So there's a real, I think, leadership focus um, at American Express that, you know, I've been able to really, to really benefit from. I think if you're at a company that doesn't, especially now, you know, when, when there's budget cutting, it may be hard for companies to run programs like that, or if you're at a smaller company, I think you can um, contract out with like a coach to come in and even do an offsite for your team, just get to know each other a little bit better. I, I really think it's time well spent. I love the soccer idea. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it's like being part of a team, but also a metaphor for sort of how you run your team and activities. Exactly, Courtney. Like you hit it on the head. That's exactly what it was. It was very cool. Really interesting. So what do you think women in the corporate governance field can add to the current conversation on the societal role of companies? So I think, you know, given recent events, I think it's very important to have a clear understanding of the purpose of a corporation and society. I also think that it's been very well documented that women on boards have a significant impact on the companies they help govern and that their participation can truly make a difference. I think women in governance roles, you know, outside of the boardroom can also make a difference and add to the conversation by helping a company to have an authentic and clear purpose narrative and really engaging proactively with all different stakeholders. I, I think the corporate secretary's office sits in this un unique spot where you interact with the board, you interact with management, you interact with shareholders. You're kind of hearing it from all different angles. So it's a great opportunity, I think, to influence and, um, and make sure that um, good governance is in play. It really is. And, it, and you're dealing with sort of everybody. So you get amazing visibility that you wouldn't necessarily get just as an attorney at a company. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's when I, that's when I think it's such an interesting, it's such a unique role. And I, I think really the, one of the only roles at a company that really sits in, in that triangle, I think. Yeah, and it used to be that the governance side was more of an individual contributor. And now, you know, there's so many more companies that have teams in the corporate secretary's office because of all of the, the work and the attention required. And that's exactly right. I mean, I think we really cut across an enterprise in that my team, we, we're, we talk to investor relations all of the time, our ESG team all of the time, our disclosure lawyers all of the time. And, you know, our finance team, our controllership, I mean, we're, we're really, we have so many different touch points and, and there are so many different ways that we can influence good governance to make sure that, you know, the right, the right stories being told externally, but also that the right people internally are, are hearing what they need to know. Oh, definitely. Well, this has been really enlightening talking to you, Christina. <laughs> Thank you. had some amazing experiences. It really has. Thank you, Christina. I haven't heard someone say talking to me was enlightening in a very long time, <laughs> if ever. So, so thank you so much. I mean, this was so much fun. And thank you for allowing to me to be your holiday interview. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Our pleasure. I really appreciate it. And happy holidays and happy new year to you both. Thank you. You too. Thank you, and thanks for joining us on this holiday edition of Women Governance Gurus. <laughs> Please subscribe on whatever platform you use for podcasts, and we would love if you would rate us while you're there.